The Halos played a good team, and we got the same results that we get all the time when we play a good team. So is there anything that we can learn from a series against the Phillies or series like this against teams over 500? Let's talk about that. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed. Click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. You can swing for the fences with sleeper, sleeper picks, not sweeper, sleeper picks. And you can win up to 100 times your money Download the sleeper app right now and use our promo code locked on and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit there are some terms and conditions that do apply you can see sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states check out sleeper today thanks for being here for this episode of lockdown angels where it's your team every day you've got the fresh brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john We've been fans of this team for years, and it's a pleasure to be talking Angels baseball Monday through Friday with you every single weekday. So thank you for being here. Hey, Locked On Everydayers, don't forget that we are always doing Fan Mail Friday on Friday, so you have all week to get your questions in. Just let us know that it's for Fan Mail Friday, whether you send it to us at Locked On Angels on Twitter or at Super Halo Bros on Instagram, or maybe you put it in our YouTube comments. Send that wherever you'd like to. We'd love to hear from you. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the clubhouse culture for the Halos, and C.J. Wilson, former Halo starting pitcher, who often unfairly gets rolled into the series of bad contracts given out because he was signed at the same time as Albert Pujols. Uh, He had some interesting tweets the other day, so we're going to talk about that and how it might affect the clubhouse culture. But first, Mike, let's get into the recap of the Phillies and Angels game. The Angels lost this one 6-4. to Here's the play-by-play from that game, Johnny. Uh, the Angels got on the board first. Uh, Louis Renjifo singled in Noah Sh- Nolan Shanuel. Uh, he was hit by a pitch, so he got on base. Uh, Renjifo, his average in May and June was around 200. But July and August, he decided to turn it on and hit over 300. And so something very similar to what he did last year. It seems like more at-bats, we've talked about this before, but more at-bats are really beneficial to him. And maybe he's just a guy that heats up over time. Uh, The Phillies responded with a Trey Turner home run. That guy Mm -hmm. has been on the tear in the month of August. A Trey turnaround, if you will. Absolutely. I like that. And Johnny, I noticed something, and, and I don't know if you've noticed it, but is giving up a home run for a pitcher similar to a batter striking out like hey it's okay as long as it's not like in a big situation it kind of feels like giving up a home run nowadays is not that big of a deal especially if they're like solo home runs and not big like three run or grand slam shots well i think you got to move on from making a mistake for sure so yeah i guess in a way it is kind of similar but at the same time it's not going to affect the score if you're striking out up there one way or the other, yes, there might be runners in scoring position and you want to deliver on that and you strike out and you don't, you don't impact the score, but yeah, home run, no matter what is going to put you up or put you down in one way or the other. So yeah, for, for these pitchers, they just have to move on. But unfortunately Johnny, it didn't seem like Giolito could move on. He, yeah, he couldn't move on. And I was going to say that the epitome of, of baseball nowadays is Kyle Schwarber. Like it's a strikeout, it's a walk or it's a home run. That guy, yeah. that's, that's all that he does. Right. So Nolan Shanuel now has an eight game hitting streak, by the way, he had a double in the top of the fourth, the longest to start an angel career was David Eckstein. So Shanuel 
one more game and he's got that. Uh, Otani was intentionally walked. And then Brandon Drury gets a two-run single back up the middle. He's been really good this yeah. month, even though the Angels haven't been good. It was three to one at the time. It started with a two-out walk to Randall Grichuk. But you mentioned Giolito not being able to recover from previous starts and even carrying over some of that Chicago White Sox magic, or maybe it's not magic. Maybe it's like curse. I'm not sure. The <laughs> Angels are cursed as well, right? So here's here's Giolito coming into the fourth inning. He's up three to one. And you mentioned it when you gave the uh, Locked on Angels now update. The Angels just can't ever get a shutdown inning, can they? Give it right back. The very next, it's not even, it's, it's like a comical at this point. Right. Because it's not as if, you know, there was, a, there was an inning in between the Angels scoring and the Phillies not getting anything, the Angels not score, Phillies coming back. No, it's the very next half inning, whether right. the Angels are the away team or they're the home team, they give it right back every single time. And the funny part is, is that in this one, it was, they gave it back, they earned one run, and then they gave up one run, and then they go up two, and then they give up two. So right. it's, it, they just have no ability to have shutdown innings on this pitching staff. It's insane to me. No, not at all. And I honestly, to me, that seems like a mindset thing. That seems like mm. a confidence thing. And that's a coaching thing. And I think mm. that that's where this team has really lacked. I mean, we've talked a lot about Matt Wise. We've talked a lot about Phil Nevin. But it just seems like these pitchers just get rattled. They don't actually get confident when they get the lead. They actually get rattled when they get the lead. It's almost as if they're better when the Angels are down than when they're up. True. Which might actually be a, a, a culture thing as well. Angels did have a few chances in this game. One one specific chance in the fifth inning. Moniak comes in and really impresses in front of his former team and former yeah, fans. And who's who's the spring training MVP now? <laughs> <laughs> Moniak hit a triple, but then Ohapi swings at the first pitch. Thought maybe it was a fastball. It was kind of high up in the zone, and so he mm -hmm. popped it up to second base. And then Trey Cabbage, who just can't translate what he does in AAA to the major leagues, he strikes out, and the Angels don't get a run there. And they really needed a run there because they were struggling on, on the mound because in the bottom of the fifth, John, Trey Turner comes back up. It's another home run. John, the stats on Lucas Giolito since he came over to the Angels are pretty pathetic. Uh, 10 innings. I'm sorry, 10 home runs in 31 innings mm -hmm. since joining the Angels. He's given up 30 home runs overall on the season. His ERA is over seven since joining the Halos, and he's one in five since the trade, John. That's going to happen with uh, throwing the changeup the way that he does. He's got a really good changeup, Mike, but the problem with the changeup is if you miss your location, in the slightest people are going to make you pay now having said that i realized the fastball to bryce harper was a cookie right over the plate so that he seems to throw a lot of those by the way i've seen that a he, lot since he's come he, over he throws a lot of cookies but that's the thing though is is if you throw a nasty change up and you get guys to swing and miss which he was doing uh you locate that in the wrong spot you're gonna pay for that for sure yeah, he had he had six Ks in this game, but four walks. Walks always come around to score, right? Like they always yeah. hurt the, especially the Angels. They always hurt the Angels. We saw Drury and Renhifo get hits with one out in the seventh, and Moniak gets his third hit, an RBI against a lefty that made it five to four. And then we got hurt by the guy we traded away. And I'm not angry about this trade. I really think it was a great trade, the Brandon Marsh for Logan Ohapi trade. It's a one for one. It was a win for both teams, I think. And Ohapi doesn't get hurt this year. I think he has a really fantastic year and I think he'll be great next year. But John, I think one thing that we can learn from the Phillies is we need more guys like Brandon Marsh on the Angels, don't we? <laughs> Where could we possibly find a Brandon Marsh type, Michael? <laughs> 
I gotta say that there. <laughs> this is silly, but if if you look at the way the Angels were scoring runs in this one, so much better than relying on the long ball. You know, putting hits together and connecting yep. and making contact. I mean that that gives you some hope, and at least that was a decent way to score some runs. I mean, they have relied on the home run ball so much, so perhaps there's something changing there for the better. I mean, honestly, it's it's too little, too late now because right. they're not they're not in it, and uh, the way that they score runs, this is something they should have been doing a long time ago. I think a lot of it does have to do with Ranjifo. I know he's had his handful of home runs, but at the same time, the guy's just making really solid contact and. I think that's kind of catchy when you're in a lineup like this. I think that's yeah. why Zach Neto was so important to this lineup. I think that's why Nolan Shanuel and and the contact that he makes is so important to this lineup. By the way, he got a he got a double in this one. It was like 110 mm-hmm. off the bat or somewhere close to that. So uh, there goes your their lack of power narrative about <laughs> Nolan Shanuel, right? It'll come around, right? It'll come around. He's 21 years old. Like the guy he's going to add muscle. He's going to get yeah. stronger. Let's just enjoy what we have. You know, Johnny, you mentioned Renhifo and his stats and, and all of that. And you mentioned Brandon Drury coming through. This is going to be one of those seasons where you look on baseball reference and you're going to go angels were like first or second in home runs. And look at all the, look at all the runs I they know. scored. And wow, this is incredible. And you look at the pitching staff and you'll go, okay, well maybe that's where they kind of really struggled. It, it, fans, you should go to baseball reference and look up the 1991 California angels mm-hmm. because they had Chuck Finley, Mark Langston and Jim Abbott. And I think they all won at least 17 games. I'd have to check on that. Maybe even 18 games, but they were all just incredible pitchers. And you're like, how did this team finish at 500 because they finished 81 and 81 that season? Right. And so this is going to be one of those years. You're going to look at baseball reference. You're going to go, how did, they, how did this team not do really well? How did they finish all these games under 500? And you, this is why we're here every day. We're watching it every day. And we could point out it was runners in scoring position. It was the fact that they were always hitting, swinging for the home run. It was a lot of solo home runs, right? Like all of that gets in the way. And they weren't able to pitch and then – get a lead and then hold the lead, whether it was the starters or the relievers. And so right, that's exactly. been the, that's been the thing for the angels this season, a 500 season at this point. I'm like, I'll, I'll take it, Mike. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Five losing seasons, six losing seasons in a row. Correct me. Uh, the angels are back at it against the Phillies tonight, 3:40 Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the angels hometown broadcast on Sirius XM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search angels coming up on locked on angels. Look so far, as we know, Artie Marino is, staying on as the owner, but what can this organization do to improve itself? Or is it doomed until Artie Marino sells? <laughs> We're going to get into all of that coming right up. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. If you haven't downloaded the Sleeper app, you, you need to do that. This is an opportunity for you to have some fun with fantasy baseball and possibly win some money. You can win up to 100 times your money. And all you have to do is choose one or more players that you like, and you can decide if they're going to overperform or underperform in their specific stat category. So you can go on there, look up Shohei Otani. It'll give a, a stat category. He'll hit one home run or two home runs. And then you just decide, I think he'll hit three, or I think he'll hit one. And then you just select it. And depending on what he does, you could, you could win and you could win really big. 
if you get your picks right. Sleeper works really quickly too. You can make your entries within 30 seconds or less, and there is a safe and fast withdrawal on all payouts. You can download the Sleeper app today, and when you do, use our promo code Locked On at sign up, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Check out Sleeper today. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, join us tomorrow as we recap tonight's game against the Phillies, 3.40 Pacific time. I guess for us it's more of an afternoon game, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to complain about an early start, right? Hey, you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. Johnny, CJ Wilson is somebody that you have defended and defended and defended. And as you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, because he gets kind of thrown into that category of like, oh, he was a bad contract, but he actually was a really good player for the Angels and, and, and pitched really well and finished you, his career with the Angels. You look at those stats and you tell me that you wouldn't take those in 2023, no matter what the right. cost was, which I, I think for who he was, still relatively affordable contract as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so he, he did some tweeting last week. And uh, so I'm going to read some of the things that he tweeted. He was talking about the Angels organization and what it was like to arrive in the organization. And he tweeted some things out and then fans started to interact with him and ask more questions. And yeah. he was very uh, accommodating and, and he gave some answers. He said uh, they refused to buy Albert Pujols an expensive, uh, or sorry, a special treadmill. Uh, they said it was too expensive. He thought that was pretty comical. Somebody actually responded with like special treadmill, like anti-gravity. And he said, yes, they decided to rent it instead of buying it and it was seventy thousand dollars to buy yeah and so he thought that that was kind of silly comical is what he said and then he also said uh there was uh, no breakfast served during uh spring training until the second week in 2012 there was no weight room until 2013 and coming from the texas rangers where fitness was a hundred percent expected it was shocking how and i i thought this was interesting how lazy they expected the players to be. Hmm. Then he tweeted again and said, imagine telling players, just run really hard to first base and you'll be in great shape. And he put that in quotes, John, as if maybe somebody said that, which right. I wonder who said that, first of all. And then he said, imagine telling players that they can be physically ready to go at 8 a.m. workouts by just stopping by a Chick-fil-A and and getting something to eat there. I don't know. That's like <laughs> like that was that was the quote. So there's I thought one, that was interesting. There's one missing too, and it was uh oh, it was watching video of of yourself and watching hitters hitters watching videos of themselves and and somebody said, Well, Vladdy Guerrero never had to watch any video. <laughs> of course he did. He's Vlad right. Guerrero. Like he's Vlad Guerrero. Literally everyone else should be watching video of themselves with that. Unreal. The <laughs> Unreal. Here's some things that I think that we need to discuss here, Johnny. First of all, a couple of responses. I'm not surprised by this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised by this because what we've seen in this organization and the stories we've heard over the last 10 to 15 years, like this stuff kind of matches up, right? It's not huge, like breaking the law, illegal stuff, even though that has been a part of the Angels organization. Right. But it's these little little things that add up to big things that just get really, really messy. Johnny, as I think about this organization now and where they were in 2012 when, when CJ was there versus where they were in 2002, it feels mm-hmm. like 
it feels like two different organizations. In the in the 2000s, mm. it felt like they were doing a good job of developing players. They were doing a good job of helping players to figure some things out. And then suddenly something kind of shifted around that 2010. And we always kind of mark that as like when John Carpino got hired and it became more of a money-making business rather than a baseball team, right? And, and yeah. rightly so. You want to make some money? Sure, I get that. But it seems like the money-making came at the expense of what actually helps your team to be good and maybe make right. more money, right? Uh, Eric Kratz was on our show not too long ago from Foul Territory, and uh, we've built a relationship with him. He said something interesting on the Foul Territory pod that the reason why the Dodgers have such an influx of really great players from the minor leagues is that they treat their minor leaguers as major leaguers because they're mm -hmm. going to be the future guys. They're going to be the ones that are going to come up and influence the team. The and I bring that up. Get there. Right. And I bring that up because the angels, there's been stories where they've had like six to 10 guys sleeping in the same room. Right. Like right. And then you hear about like, you know, there's no workout and there's no like breakfast and you have to stop by Chick-fil-A and get your own food. And like, yeah, it just seems really, it seems cheap. That's what it seems like, John. And you can tell that it's impacted this team in a major way. And so my, my question for you, as you respond to this is, I know everybody always says, well, it's Artie. Artie's the problem. Yeah, yeah you're right. He is right. the problem, but doesn't seem like he's going anywhere, at least as of right now. So, sure. so what the heck do we do? What the heck do the angels do? Mike, it's just, all of this is just indicative. Even, even if it is over 10 years old and the fact that, you know, that was one of CJ's first spring trainings. It's just indicative of the trajectory this team has been on for so long. No wonder they got called out by a minor leaguer and ESPN reported on it. No wonder that the angel system is always ranked toward the bottom because these players are not treated like the way they should be treated. And especially when it comes to spring training, then you're also going to treat your major leaguers that way as well. I think it's so indicative of everything that's wrong with this team over the last 15 years and the fact that we have cj wilson tweeting these out it just makes so much sense to me so the fact that if Artie marino is going to stick around i think that we have a little bit of uh hope as fans in some of the things that perry manassian has done he's been able to address and improve some of the conditions across the minor leagues i like the hires that he's made over the last few seasons a lot of those guys from driveline up in Seattle where guys go in the off season to, you know, work on their mechanics, whether it's their swing or their pitches or whatever. And they usually come back much better. Shohei did it. Alex Cobb did it. Lots of guys go to driveline and improve their careers from that point on. And I like that he's bringing those guys into the fold. Now they have to continue to, Hire baseball people. I loved mm. Victor Rojas on the Angels Win podcast texting Artie Marino and say, you got to let baseball people, you got to hire baseball people, clean yeah. house, hire baseball people, and then get out of their way and let them do their job because that's really what's missing from this organization. They have to improve their fitness and their health, and obviously they have to work to keep these guys healthy and on the field. And then scouting players, they need to get back into the Latin American area to find players that they can sign an international free agency. That's been sorely missing over the last decade or so. And they need to scout players who have passion for the game. It's not guys who think they can just, well, maybe I'll do basketball or football or baseball. Like, got, get guys who want to play baseball, man. You know, they were talking about Taiwan Walker on the broadcast last night, who, of course, is 
from our hometown of Yukaipa and went to Yukaipa High School. And I think I was a senior when he was a freshman. And he had the chance to go and play basketball overseas. And he ended up choosing baseball. And that's fine. Like he he he's turned out to be a fantastic pitcher. But but that idea that like, you know, these guys, of course, are gonna get opportunities to play different sports and play in different places, but find guys like Shanuel and Neto and Ohapi and Moniac, guys like that are gritty and want to play baseball and are baseball dudes. That's the biggest thing for me. But again, I think all of CJ's tweets are indicative of a march of a much larger problem. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Johnny, let's talk about that much larger problem, something that you actually brought up on the show yesterday. Something's up in this locker room, in this clubhouse, right? Like something's not clicking. The players just don't seem like they're com competing. And I don't, I don't like when fans say, oh, they just don't seem like they want to be out there. I, I don't like that. However, I understand that. Because yeah. when you see a player that just kind of is not I don't know. They're just not looking like a baseball player. They're not looking like somebody who really is trying to fight to win this thing. I understand that. And then I also don't like when like a Phil Nevin comes out and goes, these guys are working hard and they're doing really right. Like I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't think that that's what it is, John. I think it's something much bigger than that. Right. I, I don't like to be the person who says, they don't care. They don't they, like, yes. what do they care? That's what However, you thank you. That's like, what I was trying to say. <laughs> three, three weeks ago, we had an episode where we said, it doesn't seem like they care. Yeah. It really didn't. Like, that was the first time, I think, in the three years that we've been podcasting and the two years we've been doing Locked on Angels that we have said this team doesn't care. And yeah. it was so blatantly obvious. I believe it might have been the Astros series or maybe the Rangers series. It was just a disaster of a game. And I yep. think, oh, it was it was the Rangers because it was. that was where uh, Velasquez threw into the dugout three times yeah. and there was airs all over the field and stuff like that. So all of that to say, yes, there are certainly moments where you feel that way. I get that. Now, the, the uh, one thing that Sam Blum tweeted out, no, he didn't tweet it. He said it on his podcast, actually, that they were talking to Rendon in front of his locker. And he said things that he didn't want to repeat on the show. Now you can let your hmm. mind run wild there of what that is, but Basically, Sam chalked it up to the disconnect between how Anthony Rendon feels about his situation and how fans feel about his situation is as wide as the Grand Canyon, basically, mm. is, is basically how Sam put it in the sense that Rendon just does not seem to understand what's going on and how people are perceiving that situation. Johnny, what is it with the stars on this team with the cognitive dissonance? Yes. Because you and I talked about Albert Pujols might've been on this pod. And also I'm thinking maybe it was on the our super halo brothers pod before we came on locked on angels. But yeah, he, he was talking about like wanting to bat a certain spot in the lineup and wanting to do this and wanting to do that. And you actually brought that up. He's like, Albert doesn't see himself the way that the whole world sees him right, right now. Like Albert sees himself as 2004 Albert. Right. And, <laughs> and he doesn't see himself as, as at the time, I think it was like 2021 Albert. And so yeah. I think the same thing with Anthony Rendon, it just seems like these stars don't see themselves for what's really happening. And uh, I, I thought this was interesting from uh, Locked On, 
Locked On Angels viewer on YouTube on yesterday's show commented, at Joe99123 said, for the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking a lot about the 1999 Angels and how they mm. compare to this season. Mm -hmm. uh, a team that, while good on paper, was wrecked by injuries and wildly inconsistent pitching, led by a hothead manager, Terry Collins, <laughs> who was so bad, lost the clubhouse, resigned before the season ended because uh, he didn't want to face a player-led mutiny. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the clubhouse right now or how feelings are towards Rendon and other players, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's similar ill will like what occurred with Mo Vaughn. Now, Mo Vaughn didn't like it here. got traded away to the Mets, said, Angels are never going to win anything, and then they won the World Series in 02, which was great. But, Johnny, <laughs> I, I, I think about this team, and I think yeah. about the, what's going on in the clubhouse, and I've been watching uh, Swamp Kings on uh, Netflix. It's a documentary yeah. on the Florida Gators. And one of the things that was mentioned in there, Tim Tebow was on that team in the early 2000s. Tebow, rock star. Like this guy, run through a wall, right? He's a rhino. He's going to go 1,000 miles an hour into that wall. But he realized, and and so did the coach of the team at the time, uh, they they realized that Tebow couldn't do it by himself. They needed a guy named Brandon Spikes to, ste to step up because he had influence over this locker room. And the locker room was kind of lazy, kind of lackadaisical because Brandon mm. Spikes was lazy and lackadaisical, even though Tebow was phenomenal. And they said what shifted, Brandon Spikes specifically said what shifted was when Tebow won the Heisman Trophy, they went, we got to help this dude. We got to figure yeah. this out. I need to mature. Yeah. And I wonder if that is similar to what's happening in the Angels locker room. They see Mike Trout. Now they see Shohei Otani. It just doesn't seem like it's inspiring them to do anything, though, right? I can't understand how these guys come over from different teams and are putting up pretty good numbers. But, Mike, I, Randall Grichuk, his, his average has dropped 40 points yeah. since he came over from the Rockies. And even though you might think, oh, well, he was on the Rockies. He was hitting well in Coors Field. That's what, it really wasn't that. It right. really, like, the splits show that, like... It's pretty consistent, right? Uh, you know, and and then CJ Crone obviously is hurt right now, but he wasn't doing well. I think Mike Mustakis is kind of the only guy who's come over and done better, and he's he's a guy who hasn't been good, yeah, the last few seasons. And the Angels gave him a chance because they wanted that veteran presence, and he's been doing really well for the Angels. Um, I guess what I just can't understand, and this is why I think it's got to be something in the in the locker room. These guys who come over and just immediately fall off. I think they come uh, they come over here and you see somebody like Rendon making a ton of money sitting on the IL and, you know, put the blame on him if you want. I don't know. The truth is we don't know the extent of the injury. It doesn't seem like anybody really right. knows what's going on no there. No updates at all. No updates at all from him. No updates at all from the Angels. I mean, I don't know what they think that they're doing. I don't quite understand it. You've got Trout, who really is, since 2019, when he signed the extension, like, he's the centerpiece of the Angels. Hasn't been able to play a full season in three years. Shohei Otani, of course, is a beast, but I also think that Shohei Otani is humble enough, as we've seen him demonstrate, to not really, like, be the guy who thinks, well, I'm going to be the, the locker room leader. But I mean, he did that with team Japan and, and look what they did. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because he was playing with a lot of younger players. And so he saw the opportunity to kind of step up and, you know, give him that impassioned speech that he did before they won it all. Like when he said, don't be impressed with them. Tonight's not the night to be impressed with them yeah. tonight. We have to be better than them. So I just think you, you combine this with everything going on with the CJ Wilson tweets and, 
how that set a bad precedent for the last decade. You look inside this clubhouse and you've got a lot of different personalities there, Mike. And not all of them are young guys like Moniak and Shanuel and Neto and, th- and that sort of thing. You got a lot of guys like Hunter Renfro, who's been around the league. And you've got Brandon Drury, who's been on a number of teams. Mike Trout, of course, who's been there forever. Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, just a lot of different personalities in kind of this pressure cooker of a situation. Don't you yeah. think so? Yeah, I, I I get the pressure cooker idea, but here's the thing. Let me take it back to Swamp Kings for just a moment. Uh, Urban Meyer, he's a controversial coach, right? Has done some really great things and some really stupid things. But the thing that I really appreciated about what he did when he was in Florida, and he talks about it on the, the documentary and all the players do as well, is he said, I made it hard. Like I was willing to lose players so that I could gain real players, mm. players that wanted to be on this team. And it, it, it feels like with this team, Everybody gets a trophy. That's the mentality, right? Like this, everybody, everybody's a winner. You know, we're not going to get too upset, not going to be too bothered. And I, and I think that that is one of the main reasons why Phil Nevin doesn't come back this year. I wouldn't bring him back. I wouldn't bring back the entire coaching staff because no. I think that they have completely fallen on their face. But I think Nevin is like a Terry Collins. So I think our viewer was, uh, was accurate. I think that he just doesn't know how to lead or is not learned how to lead quite yet. And under all of this is Artie's going to sell and he's not going to sell. So we'll bring back a guy for one year and then, oh, you know, we'll kind of kick the can a little bit. But Shohei's got to come back next. Like there's just all of this stuff on top of everything else. And it's just a messy situation. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, the Angels do play the Phillies at 340 and you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like, a thumbs up, and and uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there as well. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Johnny, I think the Angels have started a new trend, and we're going to talk about that trend and if it's a good thing or a bad thing for baseball tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. Come back and join us. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Oh,